Welcome back, bullshitters, to the uh, Buzzwords and Bullshit podcast. Andrew and I are at Exeter Services um, waiting for James, who's a, a Devon farmer, to turn up. You can hear some uh, delightful ambiance going on in the background. We're right next to Burger King, so uh, there you go. Someone's got their order. So, um, yeah, so while we're waiting, we just thought we'd spend a few minutes talking about what's happened this year. Uh, Andrew's been off to uh, Oxford. Um, there's other stuff happening, like on Radio 4. Uh, so we just thought we'd give a quick round-up, and then we'll crack on with uh, James and see what he's got to say, being our expert guest of the podcast. See you in a bit. Right, here we go. So, uh, like I said, Andrew went off to Oxford Farming Conference, not the fringy one with all the hippies. Not the real one, the non-real one. The non, the imaginary one. The imaginary one. All the photos you sent <laughs> looked like they were from Hogwarts, so, so I wouldn't be uh, surprised. So what, what happened there then? Uh, well, I was given free tickets, so I must admit it's probably something I would never have done if I hadn't been given free tickets, so that was a big plus to start with. Nice. I think it's a bit pricey. Um, this is the Oxford Farming Conference. I think it's a bit pricey, um, but the setting is pretty epic. So yeah, some of the photos on was was it on Twitter? Or I didn't I, really I notice. Think, I think one or two people might have might have mentioned that they were in Oxford. Think, yeah. um, no, the, the setting is pretty epic. I'd not been to um, the, the the history museum or the Oxford Examination Schools, Christchurch College, so it was all new for me, which was pretty cool. I enjoy a bit of uh, architecture, so that was nice. You um, enjoy a bit of architecture? <laughs> I do. I enjoy seeing some nice old buildings, and, and to think of... the You're the, like a nice flying buttress. Yeah. Oh, dear, the yeah. hours must fly Cren- in your house. Uh, crenellations are a good thing, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but you can get cream for that now. <laughs> So it was the, the setting was cool. Um, the one thing that struck me, probably more than anything, and there were some really good speakers. Uh, Princess Anne, Princess Royal, she was she was probably my favourite. She's the good royal. She's the good royal. Um, so Tim Smith, the Eden Project oh, founder, he was really cool. good as well. Those two are my favourite talkers, uh, speakers. Sorry, um, but the, the standout moment for me was I was in a pub with a few mates. Obviously, we were dressed in a suit. Um, you're at the Oxford Farming Conference, you're in a nice venue. I'm so used to wearing wellies and overalls and waterproofs that an excuse to drag out the suit, I generally take it. Um, was in a pub, at the bar, with a pint in hand, and a guy in a cotton shirt and some hemp trousers. Uh, open toe sandals with socks? I don't think he had open toe sandals. It was January, remember, it's a little uh, bit yeah, chilly, okay. so I think there was some sort of walking Esper boot on. <laughs> Uh, I jest, yeah. uh, who came up and said, oh, you guys must be at the other conference. And we're like, yes. And he goes, you're the enemy. Oh, nice. And that really summed up the problem with both of them. Mm. Um, but in particular, my issue that I currently have with the real farming conference is love it, great, think it's really good, some amazing speakers, but there is very, it's becoming a cult. Yeah. I think the real Oxford Farming Conference, they can only talk about regen ag. You yeah. either are a regen farmer or you're not. There's sort of no halfway house or in between. It's regen ag, it's our way or the highway. You either are or you aren't. Whereas what I like about the Oxford Farming Conference is it can be anything and the theme changes every year. 
so they could they could do a regen theme you know we were talking about um, they had somebody talking about dung beetles for example you know well that's a fairly regen sort of moment there was a guy talking about the reintroduction of badgers um badgers I'd say I think we've got enough (laughs) of those especially down here the reintroduction of beavers Um, so there was an awful lot of regen notice I restrained myself there (laughs) impressive yeah um so I think the fact that the Oxford Farming Conference can dip into whatever it wants, so whatever's relevant, whatever's yeah. interesting or topical, they can discuss. So you've got more scope. You've got you way more the scope. Real the real, is... the real farming conference. They're doing great things, but I can guarantee you that a lot of the people that were talking are all talking about the same things because what they're talking about is so nuanced. Yeah. They've got really good speakers. They've got some really good things to say. They've got some great farmers and and. I must admit, and I think I even tweeted it before I went, was that my Twitter feed before the events was only of people going to the real farming conference, not the Oxford farming conference. So it just shows that people that I'm following are more sort of the regen kind of guys and interacting with. That's probably where I feel more comfortable. but it's so rigid in what they can talk about and they're not open to having discussions about anything else. I quite like the fact that we could be talking about dung beetles, we could be talking about the reintroduction of beavers, and then we could be talking about policy. Yeah. Um, so that ability to go wherever the conversation goes, I liked from the Oxford Farming Conference. Next year, I'll be going to both and I'll dip in and out of both. Okay. and pick and choose the speakers um, that I want to speak to and listen to um, and, and I think for somebody that wants to that is quite open minded and has you know is open to their opinion changing which is what I feel I am I want to be able to experience both and appreciate both the so you both want to good and swing bad. both ways I like to swing both ways okay when you it comes it to Oxford oh, right, okay, right. conferences okay so okay so did did you you did you have any other interaction with people from that conference? So it was just this weird linen man. Yes, the, the, the one guy was the main one. There was a few people that I knew that were going to the farming conf- uh, the real farming conference. It's confusing me now. Yeah. Um, everybody that I spoke to at both conferences um, wished that they could go to both. Yeah. Okay. They wished that. So the the real farming conference, I believe, is three days. The Oxford farming conference is two days. If they overlap one day and then the other two days were free, you could basically spend the whole week there. Yeah. You know, delay going back to work even more. Um, <laughs> what do you know about that? And then get the benefit of both because there were some really good speakers that I would have loved to have listened to on at the real farming conference that I couldn't because I was at the farming conference. But do you think that was done on purpose? Because you were saying like the real conference yeah. is a bit of a cult. It might have been a test of faith. You know, it was. It was. I think. My understanding is that the reason why the real Oxford Farming Conference even exists is in protest to the Oxford Farming Conference, okay. where they were saying that real farmers go to the Oxford real yeah. farming. So even conference. in its, its name, so it's it, the, the yeah. sole purpose of it is to protest okay. the Oxford Farming Conference. I think it did that really, really well. Yeah, and I think it's given the Oxford Farming Conference a kick up the backside. They're aware of this. Um, and they are changing, they are flexible, they are adaptable, which is the one criticism I have of the Oxford Real Farming Conference. Yeah. So, what did you actually get out of it? What were the, <laughs> what, 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 was there a theme? Did they stick to it? 
and what what did you take from it? Were there so some the, the inspirational speakers? Were there some really dull Sir, speakers? Sir Tim Smith was awesome. Um, he he basically pulled the pin on a grenade on the stage and sort of left it there. What um, was that? It was it was well, it was he was talking about agriculture in general, and it was just yeah. his mind, the, 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 his mindset, the way in which he approaches it. Um, he's he's a systems thinker. He's looking at the big picture. He's willing to challenge the system and push back and tell the system that it's wrong and tell everybody else that the system's wrong and needs changing. He didn't necessarily propose loads of answers, but he made people think, and everybody left his sort of his, his little speech if you will his talk all questioning their own opinions which that, i really like isn't that what george monbio is doing yeah absolutely so I, I was he as aggressive as well not aggressive but he was was he as challenging was he as i think he was he was challenging he's he's very much on the side of farmers yeah so he understands the plight of the farmer, definitely. Um, but he still wasn't afraid to ruffle a few feathers, whereas George Monbier deliberately goes and yeah. is antagonistic. So there's a subtle difference um, that, that sort of... Yeah, is, is... George Monbier would have far more success in trying to spread his message if he was a little bit more... Uh, reserved in some of his opinions and actually approached it in a more... So he's a gobshite. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Oh, I'm trying to remain neutral and all politically correct. I think the reality of it is, is George Monbiot is opinionated and he, his, his income stream is pretty much like Piers Morgan is from being controversial, yeah. deliberately controversial. Um, he maintains his regular column and he sells all the books. I bet he does. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm a child. Um, because he's so controversial, whereas Tim was... was Sir Tim was... Uh, yeah, I could relate to it, but I appreciate anybody that's willing to challenge the norm and question the norm, question the systems, and make everybody think, and I thought he did that really well. And how's it, how's it going to make you act differently? What was... How, how are oh. you now changed? If I'm really honest with you, there was very little new information to me. Do you think it's behind the beat then? The, the reality is, is it's so easy to get information. So if you're interested in something, you're going to be looking at Twitter, you're going to be reading articles, you're going to be reading papers, you're going to be reading books that are talking about the things you're interested in. And the Oxford Farming Conference every year will be talking about something interesting because it moves with the yeah, times. Yeah. They have different directors every year. They have a different chairperson every year. I thought Emily Norton was a real inspiration. The, the, the lady that sort of was the chairperson this year, genuinely really inspirational. Um, next year it's uh, Will Evans. Again, nice guy, nice farmer, doing a good job, trying to do the right thing, talking about diversity, both in the people who are working within agriculture, but also monocropping, getting Hang rid on, of that. Wait, I think they're just... Yeah, sales pitch. Sales, yeah, sales. we can save money. Yeah, yeah I don't excellent. think we're interested in any of Burger no. King offers right now. No. Um, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, to... <laughs> yeah. anyway, just got a little... So, no, it, it's, 
they're talking about diversity next year, both above ground, below ground, and in, in the workforce. So it's topical, it's relevant, it's interesting. Um, the, the, the people make it. The conversations you have outside of at lunch in the evenings, getting a beer with, those are the conversations that are really fruitful. But it's so easy to get information that there was nothing really new or strange there that that you couldn't access or find out through a quick search on Google or YouTube. Okay, cool. Okay, change subjects a little bit. We're most of the way through uh, Veganuary now. I, to be perfectly honest, I don't really watch that much telly. Um, listen to the radio a bit and podcasts and stuff. So it's not. It's, I've not noticed it being quite so impactful. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's ironic because we're sat literally right next to a Burger King, and I see plant-based bacon. Yeah, King. Bacon Burger King have just. I've seen a couple of adverts saying that they're looking at a new. Plant-based yeah. bacon king. Nice. Um, I tell you what, I'll put a picture on Twitter. <laughs> no one looks at it. No one cares, but I'll do it anyway. But I think that's... It's still there. It's underlying, but it's certainly not as fashionable as it had been the last couple of years. Or yeah. popular. Um, why do you think that is? People got other fish to fry, if you pardon the expression. Do you think yeah, all the fish? vegans are at home frying fish. <laughs> not eating it. It's a protest. <laughs> But no, is it is it because the cost of living crisis? Yeah, it, it, I think there's a number of factors, and cost of living crisis will be one of them. Um, people have only got a certain amount of money to spend uh, on on food. You know, they're cutting costs. You know, can you spend money on a Linda McCartney sausage? Um, the extra money on a Linda McCartney sausage versus a, a, a Tesco's own yeah. brand, Lidl's own brand, whatever it might be. Um, that's definitely playing a part. But also, I think the the movement was always quite strong in that animals were the problem but I think there's a lot of people that are fighting back and the message that actually hang on a minute, cows aren't the problem mm. um, it's not necessarily ruminants that are a problem you know, we could kill all the cows in the world but unless we stop flying global warming is still going to be an issue if, we stop, if we're still using fossil fuels global warming will continue cow numbers have been dwindling yet global warming has been increasing so I think more people are aware of that, which is why there isn't quite the same motivation um, to become vegan. I, I, I don't know. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, we shall see. I'm sure there'll be some kind of uh, update or something in Farmers Weekly or The Guardian. Yeah, it'll be interesting to, to see. Worker, the access to vegan products is definitely far, far greater. You know, like you say, McDonald's, Burger King, they all have vegan options. Yeah. So maybe it's just sort of happening and, and they're not having to push it as much yeah. because it's already sort of there and available. Complex. If you want to eat vegan, you can eat vegan at most restaurants. Okay. And yeah. So maybe they're not having to advertise as much because they feel the job's been done. I, I don't know. Okay. okay, so perhaps drifting a little bit in, in our catch-up of the year, 25 days in, uh, have you been to the Archers? Apart from Jennifer Aldridge dying. <sighs> Massive shock, by the way. <laughs> they're talking about um, no-till, uh, min-till, and they're considering buying a yeah. new drill. And I mean, as you know, the Archers is a true like, documentary representation of farming <laughs> today. Um, I'm not going to knock it. I love it. But um, yeah, so it's you know it's getting mainstream. You know? I'm not an avid listener. No, I'm not an avid listener. I dip in if it, if I'm I do listen to Radio Four. And if I'm in the car, I'll listen to it. But I don't 
have it downloaded onto my phone and I don't listen to it every day. No, I know me, some people me do. Either. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do. The last the last storyline I remember was uh, I can't remember the name now. The lady was um, recovering alcoholic and she just had a child. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I've forgotten her name. Oh. Yeah, Alice, drink, Alice, 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 drinking. Alice. Yeah. Um, that was quite an interesting storyline. Yeah. I, I seem to be in the car a lot and followed that for a while. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's her mum that's just snuffed it. So oh, Jennifer okay. Jennifer Aldridge. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Poss- I don't know yeah. enough. She was about married it. to Chris. That's right. Fine. Yeah, I yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, it's all coming flooded away. Right. Anyway, this isn't no, this yeah. isn't regen ag. <laughs> the reason I ask is because you well, know that, that you. I don't know. You'll have to tell me. Well, what, essentially. Um, Brian's got a new farm manager. Yeah. She seems to be a lot more switched on, a lot more regeny, if you want to call okay. it that. She's talking about buying a new um, new drill that's um, uh, what would you call it? Um, no-till type uh, Direct drill. drill. And so it's sort of like they're almost setting it up as sort of like the old guard against the uh, you know the modern sort of um, yeah. modern approach. And it's just so probably quite representative of, of a lot of yeah, farms that we know and work with. But saying that, a lot of the older farms that I've met and spoken with, they're a lot more switched on than some of the younger. Is it they're a little bit older, they don't work quite as much, they read the Farmers Weekly a bit more? Yeah, could be, could be. They listen to our podcast? I don't doubt it. Who does? Who does? Just my mum. Uh, that's about it. My wife occasionally, which thinks it's a bit filthy. Um but no, I think it's interesting that it's slowly creeping in at the, um, yeah. you know... If you're in agriculture, you're aware of Regen yeah. Ag. Yeah. No, no question about it. There's enough popularity now that everybody's aware of it. You might not necessarily be doing it, but you've certainly heard of it or you know somebody that is doing yeah. something. Uh, which is quite cool because I, I think there's a lot of good things coming from it. Okay, so... Well, we're talking about regen and people were saying old oh, people are doing it and it's becoming more common. Um, what could be a... Oh, is that nope. mine? No, no. no uh, there's, um, the price of fertiliser is going down. Um, yeah. So, you know, whereas we were looking at eight, £900 pounds a tonne of urea, now we're talking about 500 550 Yeah, 550 today. Uh, yeah, so how's that going to impact all these regen farmers that are swearing by not putting any granular on their land are they all of a sudden going to go oh actually that's quite cheap yeah well cheap yeah depends on the price well, you get to the crops at the end of it relatively I suppose, cheap but, to, uh, uh, compared to what it has been I mean you, you sent me a nice tweet the other day um, that the supply and oh the, that the, one yeah the, <laughs> I thought you meant the one with the big no no okay. no no the no, other no, one okay. um, the, the conversation was that the, the demand is still down for for nitrogen, uh, yeah. but the supply is is still quite good at the moment, which is pushing the price down. Yeah. So is it a case of as soon as people start buying, that price is going to go back up again? Um, the truth is, I, I don't know, but I think it's going to be people are going to be getting tempted now to buy uh, buy urea. Well, it's kind of shit on get off the pot in it, it at the moment. We're getting to that point. What are we now? Nearly end mid, well, certainly second half of January. Give it another okay. couple of months, and people are going to be looking at, yeah. at, at putting something on. If you're over in the south southwest of Ireland, they're probably cleaning yeah. off the first spinners as we speak. Yeah, um, they are quite keen with it. So, yeah, I don't know what effect it's going to have. I think I think a lot of people are willing to use less nitrogen. I think a lot of people bought early. 
Um, but I think a lot of people are also didn't necessarily buy everything and are just waiting and seeing. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen? Are we going to go to urea? Are we going to use folia? All I'll know and, and all I'll say is it's a bloody good job the government didn't ban urea. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they would be uh, looking a little bit silly now. Imagine well, if urea looking... had been banned yeah. and then the price to this and ammonium nitrate, which is no longer produced in the UK at the moment, yeah. is 800 plus a tonne. Strange times. But let's not get onto politics because we can have a right field day at the yeah, moment. Yeah, no, we've not got all day. And the other, the other thing that we've not discussed in the middle of, of January that it happens every year is, of course, the Lama Show. Oh, God, yeah. Now, you see, you got a bit of a hard-on for that. You were, <laughs> you were quite into going. And I, uh, me, personally, uh, I'm not really big into machinery. I know it's a bit more diverse than that. But I, I just wondered the, what... The machinery side of it doesn't interest me at all. But when you look at the people that are still attending, the non-machinery dealers that attend, there's a few conversations there to be had. I mean, Hutchinson's are everywhere. They yes. go, they yeah. are the, if they're not sponsoring something, they're attending something. Yeah. So they're ever, but there's, there's conversations to be had still. Um, you know, there are still people attending to these things. And you look at the pictures and it seems as busy as ever. Yeah. I did see one guy literally sent me a picture of him kicking a tyre. I think oh, he did Jesus. that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. um, so was that to your that. private account? That was. That was no. Uh, so I've kept that one. Um, no, it's yeah. I've never been to Lama. Never been. Yeah. Never ever been. I fancied it just for a day out, probably because I've come back from Oxford and I didn't really yeah. want to get back to my the emails that I had and the actual work that I had to you do. You were just so procrastinating. It was another off. way of procrastinating, just for a little bit longer. So. Okay. Um, yeah, but I think it was more of the same. I, I yeah. think, I, I think I haven't heard much in the way of feedback from it, but I expect there was a few more direct drills, yeah. a few mintil sort of implements there. Yeah, got a story to tell. Yeah, I guess. there was a couple. There was one thing I heard on Radio Four. They were saying that the Farming Today program was a guy that developed a new machine for digging up stones. What potatoes? No, as in digging up like bloody great boulders in your field that you might want to get rid of. Oh, okay. So I've spent a lot of my youth stone picking. Yes. Uh, which I hated. There's not much to do hate. in Cornwall, is there really? <laughs> it's either that or skipping. Yeah. It's usually that bloody bit of granite's too big, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, but apparently that was one thing I heard, was that one of the most exciting things was a new bit of kit that would sort of trail implement that would pick up stones and then carry stones. Cool. Uh, which I'm all for things that reduce back-breaking work yeah. that nobody enjoys doing. I bet those Neolithic chaps around uh, Salisbury Plain would have uh, <laughs> screamed out for something like that. Definitely, indeed. So that was about as much as I heard from from it, really. But, okay. yeah, wouldn't like to say. Yeah. Okay. So we keep getting interrupted by these announcements telling us to go and buy champagne from the MS Simply Food place. But, um, yeah, I guess we should... Is there anything else we need to cover? Or I think I that's think, covered most yeah. things for the, for the year. What we'll do is is wait for James to get here, yeah, uh, and then we can bring our lovely listener, listener, <laughs> not <plural. Hi>, mum, <laughs> uh, and we can get James's opinion on uh, on some regen ag buzzwords. Cool. Uh, we both know James. Yeah, um, he's fairly visible in the southwest. Um, by all accounts a pretty decent farmer so uh, I like what he does and I'm, I'm interested in hear what he's got to say yeah me too okay right uh, 
I'm going to go and get myself a plant-based bacon king, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Tira. Right, welcome back. Uh, James has arrived. We're still sat by the Burger King. Um, getting a bit thirsty now, but we can uh, sort that out later. Um, we're all in a bit of a dash to get home and that, so this is gonna be a pretty quick one. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've got James. Do you wanna tell us a little about, bit about where you farm, what you farm? Yeah, good evening. Uh, James at Crediton here. We're based at Uppercott Farm with, where we farm with my brother Nick and jo brother Jonathan. Uh, it's a, on the face of it, it's a quite a traditionally mixed farm, cattle enterprise, uh, duck enterprise, and arable cropping. Um, I prefer conservation ag as a sort of a framework okay. to yeah. how we describe our system. And that, yeah, it does hark back to mixed farming over a regenerative framework then. Okay, so what, what I mean, the point of our podcast is we're talking about regenerative agriculture. Obviously everyone's heard about it. Does that fit you? Do you would you say you was a regenerative farmer? No, I don't know. I would no, because as a term, regen has only come up in the last yeah. few seasons, and you know what we have been doing and other farmers, mixed type farming, has been going on yeah. generations. So would you say that by saying that you're doing like a natural pre this term, you've been regenerative all along? You've been doing the right things for your um, soil. I think yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we have been always mindful of looking after our soil, especially farming on some steep Devon slopes. Yeah, wash, seeing it wash off is not the best move. No. Um, but would I call us better than anybody else? Not possibly, but we do think about the soil and, and how yeah. we, what we're producing up from from our farm. See, this is one. This is one of the things. Um, this is like my bone of contention a bit. Yeah. See, there's this expression, regenerative agronomy. And I, I think, personally, that's a bit bollocks. I think it is bullshit because it's just agronomy. It's integrated. Just, yeah, exactly. Integrated you've got all these. You've got sustainable. You've got yeah. integrated. You've got all this. But when it comes down to it, it's understanding your land and your agronomy. And if you're an agronomist, it doesn't matter if you put the regenerative bit in front of it, or if you use, you know, bio agricologist or something like that. If you're farming and you're still productive and you're doing things like you say conservation-wise, then really I think the term regenerative agriculture is probably a bit redundant. Yeah. Yeah. In the southwest, we've got loads of resources and, and positives, i.e., our livestock enterprises that feed the soil, feed the microbes. Yeah. And it's all sort of a self-contained unit. Absolutely. What are we trying to regenerate? Yeah. <laughs> well, you've, you've said that before, in that by the definition of regenerative farming, if you are a regenerative farmer, that means all other types of farming is degenerative, which means that if you're not a regenerative farmer, you're losing your soil and your soils are getting worse. Yeah. That's not quite the case. Um, you don't necessarily need to classify yourself as a regenerative farmer to be looking after and maintaining your soils. Yeah. There's yeah. That, that, that difference. Just by, co by calling it regenerative doesn't necessarily mean that it is regenerative, or just because you're not a regenerative farm doesn't mean to say that you're not doing regenerative things either. Yeah. Or, or do we just need to forget about all the tie-up, the tie-up of what it is, and just be proud of, of farming? No, and, and also, yeah. it's quite good that it, we are talking about regenerative farming because it's a marketing, yeah. uh, marketing type, isn't <laughs> it? We, ha we, we haven't more, proved, more, uh, we haven't primed him for this. The this more farming, <laughs> the more farming podcasts. can market ourselves, advertise what we're doing, the better. 
So call yeah. it whatever you want, but exactly, proud it's, of a, it's UK a point farmer. of difference. We're trying to add value to a product that we produce, yeah, and we're trying to promote the industry to the general public who are ultimately buying the, the produce that we yeah. we grow uh, or farm. So and, no, and I agree. Yeah, new new systems always coming along, and farmers always adapting and changing. Yeah. Like we're playing around with a maize establishment system. Yeah, is that regenerative? Do you want to tell us a little bit? How, how, how would you about it enough further? <laughs> yeah, you have, you have gone a bit about it. But, but do you see, do you just see less... innovation then as being regenerative, or is it not necessarily the case? No, it's innovation, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it is. No, I definitely agree. You, yeah, you can spin it to say it's regenerative. Yeah. But am I looking to reduce inputs but keep output? Yeah. 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 Does that make it regenerative? Else's, I don't know. Yeah. So, when the first thing you said when I said asked you, do you consider yourself regenerative? You said about animals. Yeah. So you see that mixed farming is definitely like the way we've got to go. That's a boy from country farm. Absolutely. Ask him in. You oh, talk about who is it? What's his name? Tim. Is it Tim? Somebody's just walked by in the services who features on the country file. He's a presenter on country file. He's a presenter on country file, and none of us can remember his name. <laughs> but, but you have got a raging hard on, haven't you, Andrew? I won't go that far. <laughs> right, we're going to pause this for a moment. Brilliant. Right, well, just by the off chance, we've been graced by a, a sort of farming celebrity. Uh, Tom's joined us. Uh, are you still presenting on country file? Certainly am. Still yeah. good effort. It's Tom Heap, in case people don't know who Tom is. <laughs> oh, okay. Tom we acknowledging that we're in extra services. We have acknowledged yeah. we're in extra services. Um, and you've literally just walked by and we've, we've yeah. followed you and you've kindly come along and you'd say a few words. Yeah. We're here talking about regenerative agriculture. We were just about to go through a few uh, buzzwords with James, our guest today. Um, so we might uh, just get your take on, on regenerative agriculture. Uh, well, go please. ahead. You're lucky because I'm charging a car outside so I've got a few minutes to kill while the wattage goes into the battery so far away excellent good stuff well so have you got have you got a general idea I mean what's your view just very generally about um, regenerative uh, agriculture um, yeah it's a broad term but I think that's a good thing not a bad thing yeah. uh, because I don't think virtue in farming lies in any particular small silo yeah. Um, I think it probably lies in a, a variety of approaches and regenerative is probably the least bad term I can think of for, for summing up, for grouping those approaches. So in that sense, I think it, I think it's a good idea. Um, I mean, I know some people think it, because it's so vague, it's open to abuse and there are doubtless some people who are claiming it who aren't really living it. Uh, the same is true, obviously, with the word sustainable, only more so with the word sustainable. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing. And, and I was just um, I was just looking at something on on my way in. It was actually something as not my way in. I was looking at something as I was in the car from from Leaf, Linking Environment and Farming, the group, all about what they're doing. You know, their upcoming conference, and you know, the extent to which the ground has shifted towards regenerative agriculture is. I think quite astounding, really, in the last yeah. few years. We were talking before. It's you know, if it's if it's if it can't do anything other than promote farming and, and be an advertising tool, that's, that's surely a good thing. Yeah. So, do you think though? I mean, there's a lot of what we'd call greenwashing. There's a lot of big ag getting involved, uh, which is good in the sense of it's raising the 
um, the, the profile, if you like. But I, I don't know, I'm a little bit skeptical of is it just becoming a marketing word? I mean, it's it's all over, like we're outside Burger King and they're talking about plant-based bacon king and it's all about saving the planet and it's all about just... Yeah, just getting yeah. a niche for themselves. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, they're not claiming... As far as I know, I haven't studied their material. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to single them out above any other uh, fast food retailer. But as far as I know, they're not actually claiming regenerative agriculture. They are claiming they're selling yeah, yeah. plant-based no, food, yeah. which, as far as I'm aware, yeah, yeah. is true. Yeah. Um, and Disclaimer they, noted. They, they've, <laughs> seen a, they've seen a, a niche in the market to sell yeah. those and uh, are pushing it, which is yeah. fair enough, as far as I'm concerned. As to generally greenwashing within regenerative agriculture, you know, I think it's bound to happen. Yeah. I think it should be scrutinised and, and preferably identified where it happens, but I don't think it undermines the whole the whole concept by any means to me. Yeah. So, but, so do you, do you see it as something that people are actually adopting when you're talking to people? Is it more of an issue? I mean, you're you're getting a lot of exposure to a lot of farmers across you know the country. Is it a topic that you're finding is coming up more and more in, in conversation? Or yes, definitely. With, with a caveat, uh, the, the yes, definitely is that. One of the aspects of regenerative agriculture is a newfound respect for soil or newfound, it would appear to me, amongst quite a lot of farmers who, whilst they've sort of said for the last few decades that, you know, it's all about the soil, they haven't actually been farming that way. Um, And whereas more and more I meet now really are. The caveat is, I'd say, the, the sort of sad truth is that I don't necessarily meet a completely representative sample of farmers. By definition, the kind of people I meet tend to be those who have got something new to say, who are forging ahead, yeah. and uh, you know, therefore we are interested in. Um, we've somehow sometimes said on Countryfile we should actually do a system where we, it was literally pinning the map, kind of, yeah. and yeah. we'll say we'll go to that farm and see what, and assuming they'll talk to us. Let's just see profile what they're doing because, in some ways, I think that would open us up to uh, a more honest cross section of. But then, that, for the viewer, potentially is a little less interesting yeah, sure. in that it's more typical, more re- representative, um, and less possibly interesting to the to the viewer. Yeah, which I runs th- the risk of. That, yeah. that, that is a problem, but I mean that, that's a sort of production problem. I, I think most farmers have got a story to tell, even you'll forgive the phrase, that they might be characterised as stuck in the mud. There's probably a reason why they're like that. Um, and, and, you know, it'd be good to understand what that reason is. Um, or maybe they have a perfectly justified view. One of the things I have noticed about regenerative, and you'd know a lot more about this than me, is that some of the practices, some of the... It, when I heard about it sort of six, seven years ago, sort of no-till, low-till, things like people saying, oh, it can only happen in this kind of soil. It can only happen here. It was kind of restrictive. The rest of farming's response was kind of, oh, well, it's all right for them. It seems to me to have been thinking, oh, Absolutely, maybe yeah. not exactly that way, but... The snow effect yeah. is growing and the yeah. momentum is... Yeah. is it's and even increasing. in my heavy soils, I could probably do something similar. Yeah. Or, is that right? You, yeah, you yeah. And, and, and the reasons behind that are... <laughs> Price, price of inputs, trying to work out how we are going to produce food and, and care for the environment at the same time with with higher risk and uh, yeah, just trying to move ahead, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question to you, Tom. Was what do you think is driving this change? Is it soil health? Is it the environment and trying to reduce emissions? 
reducing reliance on fossil fuels, the price of inputs, or pressure from the consumer, or a mix of, of all of the above? <laughs> the short answer is all of the above. Um, definitely, I think I think there is a I think there is a growing concern about climate change and capturing carbon, which has now been monetised and incentivised for farmers by um, you know the various carbon offset incentives and you know, carbon farming which has definitely kind of woken up more people even if they don't give a monkeys about climate change they think it might be um, favorable to the bank balance um, the war in Ukraine has definitely had an effect in terms of the price of fertilizer and you know these are these are it's always terrible to talk about silver linings from something as, as tragic as a, as a war but undoubtedly the impetus you know, the rising cost of diesel and fertiliser means farmers are going to look for ways of using less diesel and fertiliser. Well, sure as night follows that. When the forward price of our combinable crops has dropped. Has yeah. dropped again? I didn't know that. Hugely. But, yeah, yeah. but combined, I mean, you did pretty well this year. I don't know if you're in yeah. it, but... but, if, but you, if you sold correctly, yeah, you did. Yeah, was, there was definitely a positive... But it's looking... Why it's dropped looking forward? It's it? dropped back to pre-war levels now. Is it? Mm. So we bought our fertiliser early with, with the thinking we oh, have no. to put our name on some. Yeah. Yeah. And now our forward prices are looking um, back to standard. Give me a story. I'm quite interested to know why that is. Is it because some of the the, the food shortages that were feared didn't materialise? Um, uh, Australia's had a good harvest of horsey grape and, and commodables. The uh, grain is coming out of Ukraine and Russia um, to a certain point. Well, it is, yeah. isn't it? It is coming out. Where, where that grain <laughs> comes from? Is it is it being purchased or uh, taken from Ukrainian farmers back sure. to Russia yeah. is a story on its own, but yeah, the pressures come off. Because yeah, at one point I was fully expecting that there was going to be serious food shortages mm. crisis, not necessarily here, but in parts of North Africa and other places that rely some yeah. of the global south that relies on exports from that region, don't they? But it doesn't seem to have quite happened in no. the same way that I would see it. So one, one topic of conversation that we've not touched on in the podcast is, is something that's quite popular at the moment, is biodiversity, both above ground and below ground. Um, and there's a few sort of quite vocal uh, journalists that have, have got quite strong opinions on biodiversity and reducing cow numbers and rewilding, for example. Have you got a, a, an opinion or a take <laughs> on, on that? An opinion, I think it's a good idea to increase the variety and quantity of uh, animals and plants on our land. I've also got a take that I've noticed a lot of farmers are finding ways of doing this whilst maintaining productivity, which all else being equal and all else it often isn't equal, <laughs> is a good thing. Yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, it, I'm not in a position to tell anyone really what they ought to be doing on their land, but it seems to me that a sort of rather knee-jerk vote for rewilding is a little bit misplaced in a country that already demands as much land to grow its food as there is in Britain, so another whole place the size of Britain, and in a world where globally what biodiversity really cares about is not taking any more land under the plough or the cow in other countries where they have genuine 
rich biodiversity. I mean, there are there are some people I've spoken to who think actually the biodiversity is so shot in this country that we should really con concentrate on protecting it elsewhere. I don't subscribe to that. I think it is definitely worth um, protecting and enriching here. But uh, yeah, I, I do think we need to be careful about where we rewild. But yeah. there are some really tricky ones. I mean, I have a funny feeling we might be looking at this in Countryfile. You know, the fence is a really tricky one because it produces a lot of food and yet it's terrible. Well, it can be, yeah. not frequently terrible in terms of climate change, the drying peat and the loss of soil. You know, that. That is a real problem, but that, that, that's where the rubber hits the road. That's a it's tough one. Balancing up the needs of us as humans and yeah. the human race uh, and the countryside that we, we live in and ultimately are responsible for to a certain extent. It is, but my firm belief is that an intensity of application of intellect, and you, I forgot what's your name again? James. An intensity of application of intellect and thought about farming, maybe that's what James is doing, is a way through this. I, you know, I actually believe it, it, there, is quite a, there are quite a lot of places where we can get land to be multifunctional in terms of biodiversity, carbon and yield. Um, Devon. We can, <laughs> we can have our yeah, cake and eat heaven, it. Devon. Devon. <laughs> Devon is heaven is a saying. But, yeah. but that's, you know, we've got so many natural resources in Devon. Our hedgerows, our forests, our yeah. trees, yeah. you know, they all can be brought up a level, particularly yeah. hedges. But we've got small fields in this county that are, we're very good at growing grass and crops. Mm. But we've also got that diverse environment around it. But I can understand why when you say that, some people will be sceptical and said, yeah, but why hasn't that been happening for the last... 50, 80 years uh, in not, terms of increasing that biodiversity or increasing the soil Do we not carbon? talk about it enough? You know, when, when I'm seeing... when I'm we don't do it enough. No, 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 no. Personally, yeah, exactly. but, yeah, but yeah, farmers yeah. in general. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when I'm out fencing cattle on cover crops, grazing, you know, diverse cover crops and yeah. the 200 field fare flying over in the red wing and, and the linen and everything yeah. else, and it's... But not is slightly changing tact, and I'm asking this question because you're here, probably not something we discussed, but something like the inability to wild camp on Dartmoor will reduce <laughs> the general public's ability to interact with nature, um, which will ultimately lead to that lack of awareness in regards to, to biodiversity and, and generally in nature um, in the wider sort of sense. I'm not going to comment on the Dartmoor story principally because I haven't looked at it in any detail myself. So I'm Fair. perfectly happy to talk about controversial things, but only when <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, a yeah. chance of Fair. distinguishing my Fair. ass from my elbow have, on the particular yeah, topic, which I don't in, yeah. That, yeah. in that case. Uh, to your point as to whether less access uh, to the countryside and wild areas, and farmed areas, I presume you're talking about as well, kind of lessens people's knowledge of that, and therefore understanding is yeah undoubtedly true well not undoubtedly true is let me start that again so you've had my caveat um yeah i, I think what giving people it seems to me giving people access to the countryside in person as well as watching on country farm of course um <laughs> increases uh people's understanding and, and knowledge of it and there you get a more informed general public who hopefully can reach you know smarter better informed decisions so you know I, I think access I mean I'm all for access and I, I you know I do think one of the deals that farming made 
in the past, and perhaps not overtly, but implicitly, was if you're going to get public subsidy, you, I'm afraid you have to uh, tolerate some public on your lap. I mean, I know within reason and you know, with respect, but you know, that is part of the deal of getting public subsidy, in my view. Yeah. How do you feel about that, James? People on your land? <laughs> we have public footpaths. <laughs> yeah. Responsible yeah. users of your land and yeah. those footpaths not, not are the great. Ones, not the ones that want to, want to drop spent tyres and yeah. bedsteads nah. and all the rest yeah. of it and yeah. not yeah. trashing yeah. the place. Yeah. Thank so you very we much. appreciate that this is your time and your car's yeah, charging. Yeah, I think I've probably, you know, I've probably reached the uh, charged up by now. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a bit of coffee. And last thought, maybe? I've got one question Go for, for you. Like Country Files, BBC, yeah. Uh, Archers is BBC. Did you know about Jennifer Aldridge? Did I know about Jennifer Aldridge? Yeah. I'm familiar and with the name. What in about the Archers, Jen? she died suddenly. No one knew about it. You didn't have a heads up either. <laughs> it was there wasn't an internal BBC no, memo. Just no, to, no, I am not. I, I, you're I, not I privy not to that. the. No, I'm not a regular Archers listener. I'm afraid I'm a bit of a casual one. That may be a story in itself. But some members of my family are more uh, yeah. dedicated than I am, so I'll ask them about the apparent Carl disappearance from the E-way. Yeah. No, I, I do like the Archers, and my wife <laughs> especially. Like, oh, you know. Well, no, but I, but I think on that bombshell, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, Tom, that's fantastic. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Fine. And, uh, no yeah, problem at all. fantastic. Thanks very much. Thank you. Guys, and I even listen to your, I even listen to your show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah please don't sue us. Please don't sue M5 us. <laughs> Cheers. Give you this. Wow, that was uh, quite a scoop. Um, yeah, so a bit down to earth now, and yeah. uh, James seems a bit of an anticlimax, but I guess we asked him to do it, so we really should go through with it. So, we basically we need to hang out in extra services a bit more often. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Celeb spotting in extra services. No, absolutely. And, and, uh, yeah. Next one we brought Baxter of extra chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Plymouth Argyle youth team in today. Have we? Uh, they came in and gone, but um, good team Argyle. Yeah, they're Up doing the very well at the moment. Doing yeah. very well. But yeah. there we go. You uh, don't know anything I about football. I don't know anything no. about football. No, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Tom, we literally just um, stumbled across him in um, extra services. So um, yeah, thank you what for a surprise. Time. Thank you so much, and nice I apologise for all the rude comments in the rest of the podcast. So, <coughs> okay, uh, it's getting a bit late. Um, I think we've established, James, that you're doing a lot of practices which would be considered regenerative. So, like you're integrating livestock. Um, you're looking at strip tillage and minimal establishment, soil yeah. minimal soil disturbance, cover crops, cover crops, so Bio stimulants. Oh, what's that one you said again? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here we, to we, sell we stuff. A, we do a lot of on-farm <laughs> yeah. trials, and that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So again, that's about innovation and exploring and education. Yeah. Yeah. So let's put this to the test, right? I've got I've got a list of ten ten questions, ten buzzwords yeah. from regenerative agriculture, and I'm going to quick fire answers. So I'm going to ask, give you the buzzwords, and I want you to tell me: is it bullshit? Or is it believable? Excellent. Okay, right. right. Yep. Brace yourself. Okay. Here we go. If you want to explain your answers, please do. But this is just quick oh, fire around. Yeah, yeah okay. quick fire. <laughs> right. Regenerative agriculture. Bullshit oh. or believable? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Straight oh. into the big one. Good for good for marketing of farming. Can I get rid of that? Yeah, yeah, all right. So we'll put that as a there's believable. Some, there's something in it. Yeah. There's something, there's something yeah. in it. Okay, here's another one. Another big one. Carbon credits. We don't, we don't miss about. 
bullshit or believable. You can be on the fence. Start yeah. the clock, Andrew. On, on the bullshit. Bullshit. For now, you can say bullshit for now, but in the future there might be a bit more regulation, a bit more understanding. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got a really. I could go on about that in a minute, but yeah, yeah. okay. We'll come back to that. We'll just we'll give you a, a yeah. two minutes yeah. on Congress. Okay, biostimulants, bullshit or believable? Bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, hundred percent. Here we go. Here's a good one. Minimum slash no tillage. <laughs> believable. Believable. <laughs> Excellent. Cover crops. Believable. Believable. Bugs in a jug. So microbial solutions that you buy to add to your soil. Ooh, uh, well, having listened to a few top-end farmers over the winter, believable. Believable? Okay. Controversial. Integra- integrating livestock? Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Absolutely. Silly question. Okay, no, no. As, a, as an adjunct, yeah. veganism. Bullshit or believable? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Each their own, but... Yeah, bullshit. Fair um, enough. It's nothing, yeah, bullshit. Okay, we're at number eight now, so this is nearly over. Compost and compost tea. Uh, believable. Believable. Cool. Yeah. Number nine, rewilding. Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Number ten, this is the last one, by cropping. So like your yeah, wheat and bean mixes. Yeah, yeah. Believable. Believable. Excellent. Like that that yeah. wasn't too strenuous. No, no, that wasn't. Yeah. But I do want to know about carbon credits. Uh, well, I just, I'm worried how much time is being put onto. Um, offsetting then mm-hmm. and the real root of the cause of the problem of yeah. climate change and whatever you want to call it is transport yeah. Yeah. high input building and yeah. industry and, and we're blaming livestock farming when it can be done correctly yeah. and all that all that's going on and all our carbon's going up and we're not really on the button of reducing what is important yeah no, I agree. We, we've not touched on this topic at all, but my view is is very much that agriculture as an industry is the only industry that I know that can actually reduce and potentially even reverse yeah. the carbon emissions. The only way in which EasyJet can reduce its emissions is by stop flying. Yeah. But it, it will no longer exist. So yeah. why are we giving away our carbon, potentially, mm. to other industries, just, making them on. look good, and then we carry on and, and yeah, I... I it's I've risk. got to be in my bonnet about it as well. I think it's really scary, actually. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's not. It's coming from a bad place. Yeah. I think. Yeah, people are looking to capitalise and make money. Yeah, um, and the and farmer the farm might make lose. something. Yeah, but the but farmers are the, the, the true the cause of of emissions. Just carries on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's giving them an excuse to live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justifying it. Okay, so I think we're all on a pretty similar. Sort that's of the biggest. Path. That's mm. the biggest. Bullshit, yeah. I think that there is. I, at the I do. Unfortunately, f- food is very important to every human being, and if there it's is a massively little... important, yeah. you've seen my guts, haven't you? <laughs> absolutely enormous. It's very important. <laughs> so, yeah. can we finish on the last? Yeah, right. Okay, so we've got one surprise section, right? So, there are a lot of uh, celebrities, if you want to call them that, in. Um, uh, regenerative agriculture. Yeah. I've, I've good mind to add one more. Actually, <laughs> we can add one Sorry, more. Sorry, Tom. Uh, <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> oh no, this is bad. Right. So I'm going to mention five names. Right. All to do with regen. Yeah, yeah. You know the agricultural scene. I want you to tell me whether you think they're madcap or they're a messiah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go, go, nowhere go. in between. Right. Right. Number one. 
the granddaddy of it all, Gabe Brown. Messiah. Messiah. I must admit, I haven't read his book, but it's on the to-do list yet. Okay, but you, in, you've heard yeah. of his principles yet. Yeah. Number two, Nicole Masters. Oh! For the um, love of soil. Yeah. I heard her speak at Groundswell, I think. Yeah. And Madcap or Messiah? Uh, Fruit Loop? Am I allowed to say... Or Founding Father? I haven't got enough information to make my decision like Tom No, did. you must commit yourself <laughs> to an answer. No. Messiah then. Okay. Very good. Here we go. This is going to sort the uh, wheat from the chaff. Number three, George Monbiot. Or Mombio. Madcap. Madcap, Madcap. yeah. That's, I'd be a little bit stronger. Number four might be a bit, well, I don't know how popular, Alan Savory. Oh. Uh, very dedicated and, and inspired by his, you know, his story. Yeah. Or, and his, his passion yeah. for it. So yeah. Yeah, I would say Messiah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, Last one, I think. Yeah. Dare we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Sorry, Tom. Um, number five, Chris Packham. Madcap or Messiah? He means well in his own little world, but Madcap. That's damned by <laughs> faint praise. <laughs> <laughs> he was good uh, on going live, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the not spring going watch. No, 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 no. Way, going way back, back a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Kids TV. Sorry, you probably won't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Youngster. Yeah. Not that. Yeah. No, fair enough. That's brilliant, James. Thank you so much for your time. Really no, appreciate it. Any, um, any parting thoughts? Um, 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 I can be contacted at. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, if you want to open yourself no, up to that. Not, not, not that. Having no. slated vegans, you're yeah. more than welcome to well, put your contact It sounds like podcast. we're going to have to have James back when we discuss carbon credits. Yeah, mm. yeah, I think so. And I think it might be good to get somebody in the room that's pro carbon credits yeah, yeah. and a there's few a bit people. of back yeah. and forth to discuss and yeah. thrash it out and work out if there's any substance yeah. if this yeah. if this podcast goes out before the 3rd of February have a look for Devon Rootstock which is oh, being, yeah. which is being hosted be by into that. Yeah. Devon County Agricultural Association I've got to do some as we've had a, a quite a major celebrity I'm going to edit out a few of the swear words yeah. <laughs> when I get back <laughs> but it should be going out tonight so if, uh, I might just bleep some but we, okay. we will be at, and you're speaking at am, Rootstock, yeah, aren't yeah. you? Oh, right. Yeah, no, no, we were going to do Rootstock and, and possibly do a podcast post Rootstock yeah. to, okay. to discuss what was discussed. We yeah, might actually record you at Rootstock and publish it as right. a pirate sort of <laughs> podcast. <laughs> For those of you that can't make it, this bootleg. is what James had to say. Bootleg. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's just positive, isn't it? It's, it's just yeah. A, yeah. Uh, a group of people just trying to. Um, do the yeah, right thing. Yeah, get the momentum going and yeah. Yeah. celebrate Devon farming. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really positive note to end on. James, thank you so much. Obviously not as much as thank you to Tom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but carry on. But no, I suppose your time is almost to as valuable fair, as To be fair, he only joined because he saw me, so that's fair. <laughs> no, it is. It's only because we had... When he knew there's a real farmer, he was like, oh, exactly. yeah, yeah, I'm lucky to be a right. captive farmer. <laughs> but, no, James, honestly, that is phenomenal. Thank you so much. Uh, all, good. all the best and okay. safe travels home. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Bye.